Welcome in to the Merriman Market Analyst and Fun Astrology Weekly Financial Podcast here on Saturdays. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be reading from the MMA Free Weekly column for the week beginning October 2nd here, 2023, published on MMACycles.com. And for some broad, diverse, and good astrology over the next few minutes. Let's begin with a news article from CNBC.com on Friday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average retreated on Friday as investors followed the latest news about a potential government shutdown and ended what had been a tough month for stocks. Now, the weekly commentary from Ray Merriman. This was the week that Venus made its third and final square to Uranus, Friday, September 29th. One of the outcomes of a hard aspect between Venus and Uranus can be either a breakout of multi-month support or resistance or a reversal. In this passage, it is coinciding with breakouts so far. Last week witnessed several global stock indices break one support after another. The same happened with gold, which fell to a low of 1862.30 on Friday, its lowest price since early March. In terms of the stock market, this column and the MMA subscription reports forecasted that once this current primary cycle tops out, the largest decline of the year would likely commence. So far, the sharpest decline of the year in the Dow Jones Industrial Average has been nearly 3,000 points from the high of January 14th at 34,342 through March 15th, where it dropped to 31,429. The reason for our forecast was based on the idea that this is the third primary cycle since the longer-term cycle trough of October 13, 2022. And third primary cycles often correlate with 50-week cycle lows. This is also the time band of the pre-presidential election year cycle trough that we introduced to our readers of our annual forecast books several years ago, where the market exhibits a pronounced decline into September through March, the year before a U.S. election. Additionally, there is a Sun-Mars conjunction approaching on November 18th. As discussed in our last MMA Cycles report, this aspect has a strong correlation to an 8% or greater decline in many global stock indices when it is within 8 degrees of exactness. It is within 15 degrees now, and so far the decline has been 6.6%. It will enter this degree range in about three weeks and last well into December. In other words, the decline now underway isn't likely to end very soon. However, the good news is that once it does end, the strongest rally in over a year is likely to commence. There is a similar pattern setting up in the gold market. I discussed this setup in our X, formerly Twitter, feed last week. If you don't follow us on Twitter, I suggest you do so because that's where I discuss many ideas in real time as I see markets behave. Soon these alerts may be offered as a special subscription service via X as they arise, and not only when a report is scheduled to be released. You can locate us on X, Twitter, as Merriman Market Analyst, at MMA Cycles. Now, the short-term geocosmics. The breakouts associated with the Venus-Uranus square generally end within two weeks. This fits well with the fact that there are no other major aspects unfolding until the week beginning October 9th, when Mars will square Pluto. 
This can be an intense, warlike, threatening dynamic. It might be especially intense this time because Pluto will also turn direct the next day, October 10th, while Venus is also in opposition to Saturn. Just as important, Mars will enter Scorpio on October 12th, lasting through November 24th, likely an equally intense period since Scorpio is the natural home to both Mars and Pluto. Pluto and Scorpio share many psychological characteristics, intensity, restlessness, exposures, and revelations, the urge to transform and change, and this can lead to violence. Additionally, both relate to the four Ds of the financial world, debt, deficits, downgrades, and defaults. Taxes are also included in its arsenal of possible changes in laws related to the economy. Pluto and Scorpio give no ground based on the mercy principle. It's all or nothing. You're either all in or out. This will be a period when one needs to be strong and focused. Complacency or inattention can lead to losses, whereas focus and concentration can lead to great gains. Make the choice, then go for it. Now, some longer-term thoughts. Setting the stage with an article in the Wall Street Journal from Peggy Noonan on Saturday. Joe Biden is old, but policy is his problem. I believe the majority of Americans don't like current democratic policies on major issues. They don't like the party's position on crime, which comes down to the idea that crime is bad, but we can't just arrest people and throw them in prison if they're convicted. It's more socially nuanced than that. End quote. Then this, also from the journal, Scott Patterson writes, Donald Trump has portrayed every campaign of his short political career in one of two ways. He either won or the election was stolen. Ray says, I am in Los Angeles, California this week, and I'm stunned by the rapid increase of violence and theft in both residences and businesses here. My son has a friend whose aunt and uncle own a home in supposedly a safe section of Los Angeles, in Brentwood. But their movements were being tracked by a group of people. When they went out on errands recently, the group broke into their home, burglarized it in daylight in short time, destroyed many items, and then sped off with many valuables. It was all recorded on a home security system. Nothing was done. I was told this is a common occurrence now in Los Angeles. The travails of San Francisco and Oakland's crime spree have been well publicized, too. Looters break into a retail business and take whatever they want, destroying property and products along the way, and no consequences afterwards unless the owner beats them with a stick. Then the owner has to pay the consequences for defending his or her property or that of their boss. So I was thinking, what is the astrological correlation to this trend of violence and destruction and robbery of businesses and residences in major cities in California, New York, Illinois, and elsewhere? I was wondering, how can California's Governor Newsom be a serious candidate for the presidency if the basic responsibility of a state or national leader is the protection of its citizens, then in regards to that duty, he and other leaders seem to be failing. And when will this trend of violence and disregard for another's property end? I have some thoughts to share on this national phenomenon. 
First, how does this show up in astrological charts? I think it shows in the foundation chart of the United States, which is not only still undergoing its Pluto return, violence, and crime wave, but also in the July 2, 1776 chart that I prefer. Pluto is still within orb of influence to its founding moon in Capricorn, which conjoins natal Pluto. The moon is the home, the small businesses, the personal property of the citizens. In Capricorn, these violations can connote fear for one's safety, which in turn produces anxiety and stress. Pluto, as a transit, also has an incubation effect. The problems are established as the aspect begins, but they don't reach their height as serious issues requiring dramatic reform until one to three years later. The aspect is exact in 2021 to 2023, but the manifestation of the events, the crimes, may not peak until 2024 to 2026. Then, solutions that work to reduce this trend significantly may be introduced and put into action. What indicates a possible solution to this trend of destruction and theft? I think it will be the Aries Vortex, and thanks to astro-researcher Daniel Gordon for helping to come up with a term to describe this forthcoming astrological pattern. This is when Uranus trines Pluto, and the midpoint will be at zero degrees Aries, which is also where the Sun-Neptune conjunction takes place in 2025 and 2026. Uranus, when in trine to a planet, represents innovative solutions to problems. Pluto pertains to the problem of crime, such as burglaries and the destruction of property. So, this issue will likely be addressed with a greater sense of urgency, which is to protect American citizens and make cities and their business communities safer in 2025 and 2026. Saturn-Neptune can also represent efforts to enact harsher laws, increase security forces, and actively create an environment of safety, which is something Neptune dearly wants. Peace, not fear and anxiety. Saturn-Neptune can also suggest an increase of new jails, prisons, and security forces under the banner of increasing safety. But if not monitored well by people of trust, it can also indicate corruption and theft of funds raised that were designed to address the crime wave. Hopefully, Given the cosmic potency of the Aries Vortex, the choice will be to solve the problem rather than to use the problem as an excuse to embezzle or misuse the funds for other illegal activities. Politically speaking, I believe this will be a major issue in the 2024 election. Which candidate can best make people feel safe again in their cities? I'm going for the positive solution because the Saturn-Neptune conjunction also makes a favorable sextile to the Uranus-Pluto trine in 2025 and 2026. I think leaders will take crime seriously and implement new innovative efforts to reduce crime in large American cities. Once that happens, I also think a positive trend in national economics and the small business sector can begin. Cities will be reborn, and people will feel safe visiting and supporting their local businesses. Until then, many may seem like ghost towns, 
as businesses leave and people have nowhere to purchase goods conveniently and safely as they used to. And that ends this week's commentary. And just a special note of announcement that is also in the column on the website, the annual forecast pre-order event is underway. So if you want to pick up the 2024 forecast book, it is on discount and the links to it are in this week's article, mmacycles.com. One little personal note, I had some fun after last week's article where Ray explained that financial astrology is all about pivots. It's about reversals. Well, and also cycles and trends and likely outcomes like the months before a presidential election, all very well tracked by MMA. But what it sparked for me was an old technique that a floor trader from the Chicago pits taught me about astrology and the markets. And it basically is tracking little subtle moves in the market based on the day's aspects. So I set everything up on Sunday for the entire week, and then I tracked it. I didn't get yesterday tracked. Friday's tracked yet. I'll have to do that. I followed it. I wasn't able to trade it because my schedule this week was just insane. But so far, up through Thursday, by just following the astrological aspects of the day conservatively, over 20 S&P 500 or ES futures contract points per day. Now, I get it. Tracking on a spreadsheet is a whole lot different than trading. I get it. Don't go there. (laughs) But the point is, the most cleverly programmed computers on the planet and this whole market trading system, which, yes, supports order flow, but, yes, also is a business in and of itself, never forget, is very subject to the sky. And if you have to think, if it is, wouldn't our lives be as well? And it's sure, when you study this, you realize that they are. And it's a marvelous, marvelous study. Thank you guys so much. We are having a really special level up tomorrow night for the Fun Astrology Podcast listeners. It will be on YouTube and Facebook. Back Monday with a busy week ahead, and we'll start honing in on the eclipses. Thanks for listening today. Have a great rest of the weekend. 